Welcome to Communicating Good, a podcast by Samalot Media, a communication strategy and content production consultancy. I'm Sam, your host, and the Sam of Samalot. This week, I'm joined by content creator Novo, who, if you've spent any time on TikTok recently, is someone who's likely already on your radar. The story of her evolution as a digital content creator is, in a word, incredible. During the COVID pandemic, while pursuing graduate studies in mental health counseling, Novo, who's also known as Nora, started posting videos on TikTok that involve things like lip syncing and experimenting with filters and other trends that were emerging on the constantly evolving platform. She was doing something right, because today she has 1.6 million followers on TikTok, and that number is continuing to grow. As someone who works in the communications and branding industry, I'm fascinated by trends, particularly those that seem related to broader cultural shifts. To me, the popularity of TikTok, which is the most downloaded app worldwide, with 656 million downloads in 2021 alone, says something about the need among humans right now to express themselves creatively. To explore this idea further and learn more about the world of TikTok, I reached out to Nobo, who, full disclosure, is my husband's second cousin, in the hope of getting a behind-the-scenes peek at the creative process of a successful TikTok content creator. She generously shared her experiences and insights with me, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. I'd like to start interviews by asking about people's origin story. So in other words, the events in your life that brought you to this moment in time where, in your case, you've basically built a business that has more than a million consumers of your content. So prior to your work on TikTok, what events in your life and decisions brought you to this moment in time? So I think I think it's my uh, the way that I got on TikTok is pretty relatable to how everyone else seemed to be on TikTok. It was, you know, from COVID and everyone was bored and no one could, you know, hang out. I was at the time in my last year of my mental health counseling internship. So and classes were online. So everyone was just in their own apartments all day unless they were at school or, you know, studying or um, at their internship. And so you kind of need that, you know, community outlet. So like everyone did, I downloaded it as a joke. Um, it started as just an art page, which is why it's called Nobo's Art. Not mm-hmm. a lot of people, I guess, even really know that, but because um, I do have an Instagram that's Nobo's Art and it was just solely art content. And then as I was in, you know, the mental counseling, um, uh, my internship and stuff like that and in education and and stuff like that, then I started doing more like mental health related stuff. I have ADHD and I have, you know, like depression and anxiety. So I felt like that was also a really supportive platform to put that stuff on. Mm. So it kind of went from art to, um, then I actually kind of showed my face and, and would do some relatable stuff there. Um, especially with ADHD content. And from that people just kind of, once I started showing my face, they loved my expressions and, my mom even said that, you know, apps like TikTok were kind of made for me because I would always, you know, when we were watching a movie, I'd always act out that scene and I'd lip sync it because I'd have it memorized perfectly. And I was always up for like that challenge. And I would try to, you know, like match, you know, like Jim Carrey's face to my face in like the mirror. I'd be like, no, his eyebrow goes like this or something like that. And so um, once people kind of saw my expressiveness because I'm a very expressive person, which I tend to tone down a lot when I was um, practicing mental health counseling um, because it can be a bit much, but people online kind of loved it. And so then I would just get requests and stuff like that. And I guess kind of the rest is history. Then it's, it's something that I don't feel like is work, but I was just kind of surprised that, you know, people genuinely liked 
not only, you know, like the ideas I was having, but how I was executing it as well. Mm. So you have um, a master of science in mental health counseling? Yes. Nice. What drew you to that? So that was kind of like, I don't know, something I always liked my psych classes. I've always, you know, had struggles with mental health myself. And I think it was kind of one of those things where it's like, you love to learn about it because you can always take away from it. You know, the amount of even self-care that was, that was ingrained in the coursework of it, you know, how to even be a mental health counselor and, you know, not take it home and, and not have like counter transference. So it was something that I was always just super interested in as someone who likes to learn how to like, you know, better themselves. Um, doesn't mean you can be your own counselor, but, but it's kind of uh, stuff like that, that I was always just really drawn to. And it helped me better understand, you know, my ADHD and, and any, you know, mental health related stuff that I had. So it was, it was kind of, it was kind of a cool thing because I wanted to learn about it and I like helping others and I have a lot of empathy for others. So it was, it was kind of, it wasn't a hard decision to kind of pick that. It was like, Oh, I'm mastering in um, psychology and I minored in criminal justice. And then I was like, all right, mental health counseling seems like a really good fit for me. Do you, have you felt like, um, like your academic studies have informed how you have approached TikTok, producing your TikTok content? Definitely. Like, I think the nice thing about TikTok is that it is so kind of real. Like it's, it's way different than Instagram, at least at that time, because Instagram was very, you know, show the best side of yourself, you know, show yourself doing everything. You know, I got a huge Starbucks, you know, coffee today and, and stuff like that. And I think TikTok is more like relatable. Like there's a lot of student content on TikTok and I related a lot to that, you know, like the unpaid internship struggles, the, um, all that kind of stuff, like studying hacks. And even it would be like a outlet where people can show, you know, tips of, oh, if you have ADHD and you struggle with this, here's five ways to combat it. And I was like, that's so cool because I can use that for myself. I can, I can use that with clients. I can use that, you know, with, I can tell anyone. Um, and then it kind of start, started turning into, oh, well, a lot of people are having these struggles and now we're kind of okay talking about it. Like we're not in this mindset anymore of everything's perfect all the time, at least to you. Um, so it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's, it's nice that you can kind of share that. And I think that there's a really cool community about that. And, you know, it's okay not to be perfect all the time. There is obviously still a lot of that, which is great. You know, we love seeing people uh, succeed, but also it, it helps kind of humanize us mm. since we're all on the screens anyway with COVID. They're like, I'm not going to act perfect now. Like we're all struggling. Mm. Right. And obviously given how big your community is, I mean, you are rap. obviously you're already at 1.6 million followers on TikTok, yeah. rapidly approaching 2 million. So something's resonating. Um, can you talk a little bit about how, how the community formed? What did that look like? How long did it take? How did, you know, what did you observe as people became your followers? Yeah. So, um, I will say that it, it did take a while to grow, you know, the following that I have, I feel like once you start, you know, getting to that, um, even like past like 500 K I, I'm right. I always take a screenshot of like, Oh, I meet, I reached this milestone. So I can see how like fast I'm, I'm growing and, and just like kind of appreciate those times and remember that time where it was like, wow, 500,000 people are following me and, and are supporting me. And now it's like 1.6. That's a big number. And I never would imagine that, you know, anyone, I never would imagine that I would get to that level for just, you know, doing what I'm doing and being me. But um, I think the kind of really cool thing about it is, is that people, there's so many different 
platforms on TikTok. Like you could be on any type of TikTok, any kid, any um, older adult, any, you know, parent, um, sister, brother, you know, there's always that category that you can find in TikTok, which is why they say the first week on TikTok when you download the app sucks because the algorithm doesn't know what you like. Um, and so I think that's, that's the one thing that makes it such a cool community is that there's literally like a niche for everything. And I like to be a part of a lot of those niches, but also I like, I like to try new things. And, um, you could say, maybe that's my ADHD. You could say that's, you know, maybe just me being easily bored, but while I do have like some categories that I tend to stick to, I do like to switch it up, mm-hmm. which, um, but once you start growing, then it kind of, it's kind of like a, it kind of like rolls through way faster than you, than you would think, which is, which is really crazy. What were you hearing from people as, you know, as the audience grew? Um, just a lot of requests. I get requests daily, like on all my videos. If, if I'm, you know, doing one character, they're like, oh, you should do this character is kind of similar. Um, I'll get a lot of tags. Um, my, my followers inspire me a lot and they, they push me to do things. Cause if there's some character out there that I haven't done, which I'm sure there are a lot, but I try to do a lot of different characters. Um, I'll get tags or, oh, I think you would really rock this, this character. Like you should, you should try it out. Um, like Batty Coda. I remember Fern Gully, hmm. that movie, mm-hmm. like that was so nostalgic and for some reason I kept getting a lot of comments of like, why do I see baddie from Fern Gully? And so then I was like, okay, let's, let's, let's make a few. And, and those ones did really well. And, and so I think a lot of it is listening to your audience, but also finding something that, that you genuinely love. And I, I'm always up for that challenge and I love baddie. And especially if I know the character. Um, so if I don't, then I might have to do some research, but, mm-hmm. but it's, it's fun to, to hear that feedback. And then you can be like, okay, I'm learning through, you know, the family, little family that I've created on, on TikTok of where I can go and what potential they see in me. Cause I don't always see that in myself. Um, and I mean, obviously, you know, there's some requests that you're just not into, which mm-hmm. is totally fine. Um, but I feel like right now I, I tend to do the, you know, the comment replies and I'll do like, Oh, this person tagged me in this audio or, and I think that's what they really like too, is cause they know I'm listening. Um, because I do want to give them what they want, but I also want to give me what I want, which is trying new things and being authentically me. So mm-hmm. I feel like they give me that leeway a lot. Could you talk a little bit about um, the, how would you describe your content? What is it? What does it look like? Yeah. So, so my content, like I said, it started off just art. Um, I, I do get some comments now then of like, show us your art. It's been a while. Like I'm here for, I've been here from the start and I'm like, respect. You've been here for a long time. Um, and then it, it, it turned into um, like mental health related, um, ADHD related. And then it kind of, obviously there's, you know, trends and challenges every day that, that um, I like to do, or even you can put your own twist on it. Um, I do like to do acting ones, even though I'm not a professional actor, I've only taken like improv cl- classes and I work like very part-time at like a clinic where you're like a practice patient. Yeah. Um, so it's not anything like high level like that, but I do like to do acting challenges, especially if it's like animated, because if I'm using an animated audio, then, you know, if it gets on the wrong people's for you pages, then they won't be like, what the hell is this? This is horrible acting. It's like, it's a cartoon. (laughs) You can't really say that I'm being bad at being a cartoon as a person. Um, but then I do try to do some more like serious point of views. Um, which is when, whenever you see POV on TikTok, it means like point of view, like this is the scenario, like this is the scene. Um, you can create your own too. It can be anything. Like I don't, I guess I don't really have a specific niche other than just 
being expressive, I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. but you know, acting, um, lip syncing challenges. I love a good, I love a good lip syncing challenge. Um, especially with like these auto tune ones that of like songs that they're making lately. I've Mm -hmm. been getting spammed in my mentions for, do you have to do this when a new one came out? Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of, a lot of animated characters I'll say is, is, is a big chunk of that as well. You know, I've watched, um, I love TikTok in general, but, and I've watched a ton of your content. I'm just addicted to it. Yeah. And I've tried to figure out what, what is specifically, what is, you know, what is the thing that's speaking to me? Um, and I do, I think yeah. it's the, the vibrancy, you know, of your expressions and, um, it's just, it's so energetic and it's just interesting, but what do you think? Cause I know this happens you know, it's a type of content that's occurring across a lot of, of Twitter. And, you know, you mentioned also lip syncing, which I think kind of fits in that family. What do you think is the, is the interest of people in that kind of content? I think, I think a lot of it is that, you know, even, even with acting, there's, I mean, acting is, you know, you still think of that as like the theater kids, you know, they, um, people can get bullied for that because some people think it's cringy and that just means that it's on the wrong people's for you page, which, which does happen because that can go, you know, hate viral per se. Um, but I think, I think what a lot of people love about it is that they just, it's different than what you can see in the movie. You know, like you can see someone acting a serious scene. You can see someone acting a serious scene. Well, uh, like the same scene. Um, but I think when you put your twist on it, um, some people put a twist on it by using their own voice. Some people put a twist in it by having a different kind of approach of like, Oh, instead of mad, this person's actually like hurt. Um, and I think that's something where it's like, oh, I didn't see that scene in the movie like that. I can see it in a totally different perspective here, which is why I often I used to do this a lot of like two different point of views. Like so it's like the same line, but this line means something really good. And this might line mean something really bad. So I think it also um, kind of helps challenge people's perspectives of, oh, I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. And um, I also think that w- when you put your own twist on it and you don't just try to copy and paste everything that you see, like in the movies, then it's like, okay, that's something that no one had access to before Mm -hmm. they are on your account. So Mm -hmm. I think giving someone something that they can't find in that movie or with the original audio, like why would they watch yours compared to just watching that movie again? Mm -hmm. If you're giving them something different, then it can be that more exciting. Mm -hmm. Nice. Do you consider yourself an influencer? Is that a word that you use or do you have a different term for what, what you do? Um, so it's, it's actually, it's kind of really hard for me to call myself that. Like, um, I'm not like even like verified on TikTok or anything. Um, it's like, my friends will joke like, Oh, like you're viral or you're famous, but I don't know. It's, it's just such a cringy thing for me to, mm. to think about. Um, I, I consider myself a content creator um, I don't know about influencer. I think if, if I do influence anyone to do anything, I hope it's, you know, to, to not take life so seriously or, or to, you know, try a new thing. And if it doesn't work, then that's fine. And then you'll try something new the next day. And maybe just to also, I, I, I do like seeing, um, comments that are like, my face is very facially expressive and, and you've made me really comfortable in that. And, and, and it doesn't make me want to like, you know, mute myself. So, I'm hoping that if I do influence per se anything that it's, it's for people to, you know, unapologetically be themselves. Nice. So I'd like to sort of um, take a moment and try to pull back the veil a bit on um, social media content creators. Mm-hmm. What would you tell someone or advise someone who aspired to achieve a similar level of success, like on TikTok that you have like on a practical step-by-step level, what do they need to do from, from your perspective and experience? Like, you know, what is a typical 
work day look like for you? Cause I know you put a lot of time into your, into your videos. Yeah, I definitely. Um, so for me, I know that I'm a kind of a workaholic. Um, when it came to that time where I was graduating in my internship and it was like, all right, now I have a following, like I need to kind of make a choice. Cause with the demographic that I wanted to uh, counsel and the type of clients that I wanted to have, I didn't think that it was the best for me to be on social media. And, and there are a lot of therapists on social media, which is amazing. And I follow a lot of them. Um, but I guess pretty much find what you love and make sure that you love to do that. I also, I don't tend to motivate people to stick too much to one niche unless you're like an artist and you love, you know, like that's like, you're like, I don't want to show my face at all. You know, that's, that's what I want to do. Um, but also just making sure that you are yourself because you need to, you need to give the people time to find you. Like you don't know who your audience is yet, but they're going to find you somehow. Like if you, if you get hate or if, if your views aren't getting that great yet, it just means that the algorithm isn't, isn't showing you to the right people yet. And you don't, I don't think you want, you know, those people um, who don't like that kind of content. You shouldn't match yourself to what the people want right now. You should match yourself to what you want your following to be and what you want them to want to see. For me, I don't, stick to a niche that often other than, you know, like acting, but that's a very broad spectrum because, um, I like to just, I like to switch it up. So I don't want to give my followers the impression that I don't switch things up because if I do the next week and I don't do an acting video, uh, for a week, I don't want them to be like, well, what's this? You know, I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. So I would say if someone's working through that process, try to think of like a few categories that you're into some things that you want to try. I don't feel worried about um, trying something and, and, you know, worrying about posting it because there's never harm in, in posting, you know, if, if, if you ended up not liking it, then, then that's fine. Um, but post it because you like it. And I, I can't stress that enough of your following will come to you. You don't have to match your, your page to anyone else. Cause it's your page and you want to have control over that. So, um, being yourself, doing what you love and until you know, what kind of categories or niches you're into, then I would say take your time before you limit yourself to like one or two. Um, if you do want to limit yourself to one or two. Who inspires you on TikTok? So I, I would say like in general, a lot of women who are kind of that atypical in the sense that they're not just, if they, so if they're acting, they're not just doing the romantic point of views or they're not just, you know, always have, you know, looking perfect and the best angles. I like, when, um, women are, you know, relatable and expressive and, and aren't afraid to do, you know, like I'll do like Jim Carrey audios. You don't see a lot of women, or at least back, like when TikTok was first starting, you didn't see a lot of females giving that energy because it's unattractive. Whereas a male doing it, they're like, Oh my God, that's so funny. And you're, you still look hot cause you're a guy. Um, so I know like, uh, well, Jason on comms, he's, he's one of the guys that I mutuals with and he, he was the first one that I even saw as like a viewer that was posting acting stuff. And I was like, Oh, like people there, people still like this. Like, it's not a cringy. It's not like I'm in theater camp again. You know, it's not like, it's not like that. Like they're actually like up here and people are giving them like respect for it. Um, this girl called a uh, queen Astria. She is very similar to me. I've been tagged in a lot of her videos um, and we became mutuals and she's very facially expressive. Um, which is, which is really cool. But her niche is, is more like medieval TikTok. Like she has like these crowns and these 
queens, but she also does a bunch of different types of audios. So um, she's kind of, of similar in that sense too. There's also like a Liv um, Pearsall and O'Neill Thomas, Sarah Carstens, Alexander Quinn, Caitlin, um, but with a C. Like I feel like all of those people and a lot of the people that inspire me that I'm mutuals with, they they tend to be unapologetically themselves. They're not afraid to show, you know, when they're not doing good or, 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 you know, if they're, if they're not afraid to show, you know, uglier sides or more relatable sides rather than just like perfect all the time. And they're not afraid to, to be expressive and try something that no one else has. Cause when you do that, especially with acting, there's that, there's a huge risk that, you know, Oh, maybe you didn't do that as well as you thought, or maybe people will think that you're taking yourself super seriously when you're being very facially expressive or, um, doing this specific point of view. Um, and sometimes that does get on the wrong uh, demographic and you can get hate for it, but it's nice to know that other creators are kind of in that same boat and they're trying new things and they're, they're being themselves without, without worrying about, about the hate that much. Have you, um, had to deal with a lot of negative feedback on TikTok? Well, that kind of comes with the growth. Um, I will say that when I, when I first started growing, it was just, you know, like all positive. Um, I think a lot of people don't really want to hate on someone who is a smaller creator anyway, but once you, once like a video goes viral, right. Um, if it's something kind of like animated acting, let's say, uh, there'll be a lot of positivity. And then if it's going very viral, like over like a million views or something like that, then it can go on, start to get put on other people's free pages that don't typically watch that content. And when that happens, then people can be like, what the heck? Like, why is like, this is so cringy. That's not even real acting or like, that's way too like what she thinks she's going to have an Oscar for that. Um, so there's obviously a lot of that. I'd, I'd say that hate is more along the lines of like, what did this girl do to deserve, you know, this much support and I don't get it. And it's fine that they don't get it. I understand that they don't get it. Um, and I never, I mean, I, I, I don't like delete comments or stuff like that because obviously like people have, um, unless they would be like super nasty, but it's usually just people who just don't get me and that's mm. fine. Um, if people want to say that acting is only something for, you know, realistic and super serious and, and things like that, then that's fine. They're they're They have a right to that opinion, but also I think it's kind of funny that, you know, if, if they're not into it, that they take the time to comment on it. It's like, Oh, thanks for the boost. I got another comment. <laughs> yeah. Well, as you've, um, as you grew your community, were there any particular interactions or just anything that happened that just stands out to you that'll stick with you forever? Um, I would say, I honestly, I would just kind of say like the relationships that I've built with other creators. I remember like when, you know, the first person, I think probably Jason on comms was the first person with like over, I mean, he's at like 3 million followers, but he was, someone that I did look up to and then he like followed me back. And then I, I started realizing that um, the kind of people that I'm interested in are also kind of interested in me and we can kind of be the outlet for each other and support each other and ask each other questions. Like one of my really good friends, um, O'Neill Thomas, and these are all online. I've never met any of them in person. Um, But that's also kind of part of COVID, you know, I live in Minnesota, so it's not like, (laughs) no, not everyone lives in Minnesota, but it's kind of cool to see like, Oh, you did, you did that. You started that trend. Let me hype you up. I'll add on that trend, give you a tag. And then it's also like, we can motivate each other and support each other 
and be there for each other and hype each other up and give each other ideas. And, and I think that's, that's kind of something that I didn't expect. I kind of expected, Oh, I'm kind of, I'm alone. You know, I I haven't met anyone. So I'm just going to have to have all these questions by myself, but learning those relationships as you can, you know, DM and, and talk about this or, or, Hey, how did you do this? How did you add an audio? You know, cause that took me a while to do. Um, Alexandra Quinn taught me how to do that. So like stuff like that. And, and we can do some collabs too. Like, like with her, we did, um, the pain and panic from like Hercules cause we look very similar. And so our, actually our, our followers also kind of help us grow those connections because for like, Queen um, Astria, like I didn't, she never came up on my For You page, but I was tagged in her a lot. Like, wait, I thought you guys were the same person, you know, could, just because there's only so many females who are doing, you know, facial expressions like that. Um, so I think that's something I didn't realize too, is how much not only the content can connect us by seeing who else is doing that trend, but also how like the community would be like, I feel like you guys would work well together. And I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, that actually worked perfect. And now we're friends. <laughs> Has there been, I don't know, one video you produced that took off more than any other? Oh, there, I think my most, <laughs> the funny thing is, is you could work so hard on a video and it could not go viral. And then you could do one that's like, okay, this is kind of embarrassing, but it's kind of a trend and I'm just going to post it, whatever. And then that one will go mega viral where you're like, oh, I wasn't even wearing makeup or like I wasn't, there wasn't those like the most cringiest one. Um, one of the ones that actually got me to a million cause it was, it was going mega viral, um, was this one Cindy Lou Who ch- challenge where like people would put grapes into, into the roof of their mouth. And I have a, I have a very like bald point nose. And so like, I tend to, if, whenever I put air in like the top of my mouth, it like looks like a who, and that was kind of like a, a trick that I've done for a few of them. But within like two days, this one got, um, this one's at 40 million views now and 4.6 likes. And it's the one that I have grapes shoved up my lip and I look like, (laughs) you know, like obviously that one went a little hate viral as well. It was like, either you get it or you don't. And that's fine. Like I would understand why I would get hate for that. And then the one right after that, where it was like a blooper of that, cause I didn't, I didn't have grapes. I had cherry tomatoes. And so I made the mistake of looking myself in the camera and I just died laughing and that one got 24 million views and I'm like of course it's not the one where I spent hours trying to learn the exact lip sync of this really hard audio but you you get what you get and and that's and that's totally fine (laughs) what were you the people who loved it what were you hearing from them from that it was just like oh my gosh you're like I know you didn't look into the camera the first time because you would have died laughing which is then why I posted the second one is like yeah like I couldn't look at myself because it would I then they fall out and 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 stuff like that and so um that's those are like mainly the ones that it's either like the comments on that one I'll look right now it's like the the top one you know how did you do this without laughing please tell me there's bloopers um it's barely 10 a.m. Like my lip felt sore watching this. Or a lot of people were trying to guess what I used because I said I didn't have grapes. Guess what I used? And then some people guessed it right. <laughs> I love um, any kind of blooper video. And I feel like those, my sense is like, even on TikTok, those are popular. Is that, would you say that's true? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I get a lot of requests for bloopers, which is kind of, I don't always tend to save them because I have so many drafts 
already, which is why I used to post consistently three times a day because I'm like, I just need to pick the best one and like go with it. If it's like a hard one or like a transition one where I'm filming multiple to see what works. Mm. Um, and, and so that's gotten to something where people are like, Oh my God, please tell me there's bloopers. But in my last blooper one actually got me taken down and, 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 um, banned for a day. Oh wow. Which I'm super scared about because I've had like two videos taken down, but they're both for minor safety and I am not a minor. So there's a lot of glitches in the algorithm that really need to be worked out because I, that, that shouldn't have gotten me a ban. That should have been my first strike if anything, mm-hmm. but it was because there's this, there's a scene from like the vampire diaries where like this guy throws a dart, like she's a woman, you know, she can't do that. And then she like catches the dart, but I like caught it with like my mouth. And so that one went viral, but then I wanted to post bloopers. And so like all these ones of me like, oh, shoot, like, but then that one got taken down for dangerous acts. And I understand that one. <laughs> I, I, I understand there. That was like the first time where I've actually gotten one taken down. And it wasn't just from like troll spamming. It was like, okay, yeah, if, if that's going to motivate someone to like actually think that you should throw, mm-hmm. it wasn't that serious. <laughs> but sometimes stuff like that will happen, you know, guidelines. And there's a lot of glitches in the guidelines, as I said, like minor safety. Like there was one where, um, I was, I was lip syncing some, uh, comedy guy and it was like talking about like someone with their drunk. And I had like a glass of wine with a wine glass with water in it. And that one got taken down for a while for minor safety. And I'm like, I'm 24. There's water in here. Like I've seen people chugging tequila on this app. You can't tell me that that's not okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there needs to be, there needs to be a lot better algorithms and matrix when it comes to that. Cause it is such a big platform. I feel like they need to keep up with that. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, sometimes that will get taken down, but people love bloopers. Yeah. And reaction videos even. Oh, interesting. Some people, I mean, I feel like that kind of go, goes inside with, you know, who someone is. Um, like if someone has just a really funny laugh and they're trying not to laugh at, at, at someone, you know, doing something funny like that, they're like, oh my gosh, that's funny. But also your reaction is making me react more than I maybe would have if I just saw it myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would love to know, I guess we're kind of running out of time here. Um, I guess this is my final question. I just want to know what the future looks like for you, like three years from now, five years from now, what are you going to be doing? So hopefully... I will be moved out of my parents' basement. (laughs) Um, When it came to that, it was like, yeah, I could. When I graduated, I was like, okay, I could go on and get my license in mental counseling and not have a lot of time for TikTok and kind of leave that and and get paid once I get the licensure. And I was like, I know I'm never going to try this if I I went that way. So um, hopefully getting to that, um, hopefully getting, you know, brand deals and and stuff like that. I, I am on YouTube now. Um, I have two videos. I'm going to film a third one today. I'm going to get on that regular schedule. Um, I'm just learning how to edit and stuff like that. But, um, really the possibilities are endless. I do want to explore other platforms aside from TikTok. Cause I know that other platforms do pay a lot better than mm-hmm. TikTok, mm-hmm. um, AKA, which is why I have yet to move out of my parents' basement. Thankfully I am in the position though, that I do have, you know, parents who are able to support me housing wise, um, until then, but pretty much, yeah, hopefully being able to reach that, uh, point where I know that I can, you know, pay for an apartment and I can, I can pay for all that stuff and not worry about, you know, Oh, am I going to get, am I going to get enough to, you know, sustain all the, those areas in my life? Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, reaching out to maybe I'll put some of my art on shirts 
or sweatpants or something, that'd be cool. Maybe I'll try singing, you know, maybe I'll try to do acting professionally, but I think right now the goal is financial stability and potentially YouTube and just to work on more brand deals and stuff like that, especially brands that align with like my ethics. Mm -hmm. So more content creation versus um, mental health counseling. Sounds like. Yes. All right. Yeah. And I do, I do still love to throw, like I have a playlist on my TikTok of like mental health and ADHD related stuff in case someone just wants to watch that. Um, so I obviously will go into that and I, and I like to merge, you know, like my education, obviously, cause I like to think that, you know, I, I can go back to that obviously if, if this doesn't work out, you know, but, um, I would like to not do that yet because I feel like the energy that I can give, I'd rather put it on, on different platforms and try different things that way. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Oh, well, thank you so much. I, I think you're amazing and, uh, it was so great to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. You bet. Take care. Thanks. You too. What the long-term cultural impact of TikTok will be, of course, remains to be seen. But learning more about creators like Noble makes me feel like it will be both noteworthy and fairly positive. In other words, I think she's communicating good. You can find Noble on TikTok as at Noble's Art, and also on Instagram as simply underscore Noble. You can also check out her YouTube channel called Noble's Channel. Correct spelling for each of these can be found in the show notes for this episode. Just visit our digital platform at communicatinggood.buzzsprout.com. That's buzz like bees do. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Communicating Good.